Kintech, Canada's favorite orthotic provider, powered by thousands of five-star Google reviews. Sore feet. What are you waiting for? Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. Bick with you here today. We're a man short. Ben running the program today. All of it. Doing my best. Oh, more than that. We need a new word for what you're doing there. Two-man operation, one-man show behind the glass with Ben. We're, we're, we're down in Dakota Joshua, basically, is, is, is what's happening. Are you the Connor Garland? <laughs> no, I, I'm pro-defense. I, I guess I'd be more the Beluger. Uh, someone who's uh, chucking fists is what we need. Elon's like a... Seems like be the rowdy guy. We are the we are the third line. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, Dom might be a rowdy guy. Mm. Seen Dom out and about uh, on the town sometimes. I'll take Elon. <laughs> Elon versus Dom, six fifty, six fifty. Send in your text. Who do you think wins that bout? Uh, you can text into our inbox throughout the course of the show. Whatever's on your mind into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Dunbar Lumber, three stores to serve you in Ladner on Bridge Street. Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center or Arbutus in Vancouver. Online at DunbarLumber.com. We will take a couple of trips down our dispatch plumbing and heating and air conditioning hotline. The first call, the only call throughout the course of this show uh, was we'll talk to our good friend Ken Priestley, two-time cup champion, former NHLer. Our Mr. Fix-It from Dunbar Lumber. He'll join us in about 10, 12 minutes. Then Kristen Shilton from ESPN.com will join us. ESPN's putting out their uh, positional rankings. Quinn Hughes, number two. Number one, left-handed D-man. If you wanted a number one in your charts there, Kale McCarr on the right side, Quinn Hughes on the left side. There's your spot. Thatcher Demko coming out today, number three. Uh, we'll chat about that. We'll chat about the, the Columbus Blue Jackets and what they've done today. Uh, a lot going on around the course of the league. Morgan Riley fallout still continues. It's Thursday. That happened on Saturday, and it's still, hey, what do you think about the Morgan Riley thing? What do you think about the Morgan Riley thing? Can't can't go a group chat without someone asking about the uh, Morgan Riley incident uh, with Ridley Grieg there. So uh, we'll, we'll touch on that with Kristen uh, coming up in the other side of the break. Uh, this one, uh, Dom's got that Slovakian tiger blood in him. <laughs> Coming in from Rager, 650-650 into our Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. A lot of texts already. We'll get to uh, countless throughout the course of the show. But it is a Canucks game day versus the Red Wings. Who, Ben, you had a good take uh, b- 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 before the show about uh, jersey aesthetics. Yes. I. Not that we want to talk about the whole show about this, but no. uh, I'll, I'll bring it up now. It's just a little thing that I've always felt. Mm-hmm. I think the Red Wings have the nicest white jersey Maybe in all of sports. Mm-hmm. And they're one of the few teams who, in my opinion, their white jersey looks better than their colored jersey. I would love to go back to um, like home whites mm-hmm. across the league. But you know, when, when you think of a certain player, and you know, tomorrow's Friday, we do guys naming dudes. Mm-hmm. And just, yes, just yesterday, I added to my thread uh, that I post on uh, Twitter of like, you know, just a random player pops into your head and you picture them in your jersey. Or in that jersey, yeah. D- Detroit is honestly one of the ones where I, I think of the white jersey before I think of the red jersey. I think of those Stanley Cup teams, yeah. and like the Zetterberg Datsuk teams. I'm like, yeah, they're all wearing white jerseys in my head. Yeah, like F- Fedorov is the one I always think of, right? Like in mm. Eisman, just two of my favorite players. But I always think of Fedorov in the white jersey. And even though one of my favorite movies, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, there he is. Yeah, he. he 
um, that's Alan Ruck. Yeah, he's wearing the red jersey. Yeah, so you think okay, that's the one you see. It's 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 synonymous with pop culture. Uh, but for me, I always think of the white jersey. The white one's clean. Yeah. I like it. Uh, this one, uh, Vikingstad. Uh, Dom doesn't fight, but when he does, he wins. That's why they call him a passa fist. Fist. Got him. No, that's not it. That's not it. Uh, but it is a game day against the Detroit Red Wings, and I see already the text coming in here. Wallman, can't wait to see you get his teeth knocked in. Is, is this high on your radar for tonight? Like, to me, like the, the priority list, and we were planning this uh, – touch on this anyways of like mm-hmm. what's important for tonight what are the pressure ranks for tonight things that were spotlight we can call it even the spotlight if you want like mikhaev to me is a big one there's I, some other guys like zadorov's coming back into the lineup i think there's a lot of pressure on brock besser brock besser personally we'll, we'll touch on that too we went through like five six things mm-hmm. wallman not even on the radar no i like i, I don't care Guy had on, on a penalty shot in overtime, D-man gets a walk-off on home ice, drops a celly. In, in a sport where we're demanding more personality. So like, okay. And in a sport where that doesn't happen very often. This isn't yeah. usual. And, and by himself, I think penalty shot makes it even Penalty shot. If, it, if it's like run a play. Yeah. And even that I like probably would have understood. It felt like a home run, right? It's just you up there. Like, you don't did it. care. Now, if... Players, defensemen, like you said, if uh, if someone wants to take like an extra run at them, and the opportunity arises, and you're like, "Hey, man, like, go ahead, lay that extra juice into that hit, finish your check." If we're talking about like you got to fight this, like, stop it, just stop it. Uh, this one's <laughs> the gritty is outdated. And, well, if you want to fight him because it's an outdated dance, different story. You're a loser. <laughs> Get a new dance. What are the kids doing on TikTok nowadays, Ben? Ah, don't ask me. You're not on TikTok? I am, but I'm not on like the dance TikTok. Oh. Just sports. Would have figured like the uh, the algo would have uh, caught you. Wholesome stuff only. <laughs> Wholesome reels only. Uh, this one, I know Wallman. Leave him alone. He's a good kid. There you go. Here's the text coming in. Uh, this one, Peter and Cloverdale, uh, the white stick and rink jersey. Very nice. It's clean, that's but clean. it's not like a main, right? Like that's no. that's now outdated. But the right. text is valid. Sure, uh, I'll take the white one over the blue one for sure. Uh, but yeah, the one they jerseys. wore in their fortieth season. Mm-hmm. It's clean. Uh, six fifty, six fifty. The red Gordy Howe jerseys for sure. Here we are talking about uh, Red Wings jerseys all of a sudden. Uh, but keep the thought, thought uh, thoughts coming in. So pressure ranks going tonight. Number one, Ilya Mikheyev. Like hundred percent going into tonight. Who's got this opportunity? Joshua goes out of the lineup as a result of that fight uh, at the end of the game against Entwistle uh, against Chicago. Ilya Mikheyev, you were still wrapping Christmas gifts the last time Ilya Mikheyev scored a goal. You were in traffic trying to get to whatever mall to get that gift for your family member the last time Ilya Mikheyev scored a goal. Or maybe you just Amazoned it, whatever it was. But it was December 17th. It's two months ago when Ilya Mikheyev scored a goal. And, you know, he's gotten opportunities. And, and like, by and large, I would say he, he does other things that uh, go overlooked because the production is not there right now for Ilya Mikheyev, obviously. But going into tonight, you know, you, you get relegated to the fourth line. 
here comes Joshua out of the lineup on a line that has been buzzing for the better part of two months. We've detailed what Connor Garland has done five on five, 20 points in the last 29 games for Garland. And Joshua comes out, and honestly, like I, I like the fit. I think there's a like-for-like like fit there. Maybe not as physical, obviously, and certainly the hands aren't there, but as far as you know, being tenacious on the forecheck and creating physicality, maybe he's not going to lower the boom like Dakota Joshua is, but hey, can you separate man from puck? Ilya Mikheyev can do all those things. So this is a really good opportunity where you get to slide in with two guys who have great chemistry. Can you read off of them? Can you create off of them? And are you there for uh, some production? But for me, the baseline is keep the keep the keep that line as the stabilizing force. And if Ilya Mikheyev does that tonight, that to me is a nice little check in his box where it's like, all right, he, he, he can feature in a, in a spot and, and now we're talking about cross-training lines and, and you get something you figure out come the playoffs if Dakota Joshua goes down again, if he's out for a game, whatever it is. Now you can say, all right, McCaff can go there and, and we solve something. Nobody wanted to break up this third line at any point, but injuries do happen. And now you find out what your backup plan is should something arise with Dakota Joshua later on in the season. So a, a lot of pressure on Ely McCaff today, but obviously... Uh, the production is going to be something that uh, a lot of fans want to see from Mikheyev. The fact that he hasn't scored in so long uh, is is necessary. And, and, and the points aren't even there. We're talking two points in 13 games, and it's a dash six for a guy who's supposed to be defensively responsible. The, you know That's the claim, and right now when you're on the wrong side of the ledger, that's a big problem. Uh, this one... Um, uh, win by three or four goals and then wave at their bench. Much better than uh, retribution. That is from Jr. and Rosslyn uh, talking about the the response to Wallman. Or just win by yeah. a, bu- a bunch of goals and yeah. just be like, "Yep, don't wait, don't even wave. This is what we we're supposed to do. We're the uh, best team in the league." The other guy that we want to talk on is Brock Besser. There was like this love in that happened, and it was deserved after the Columbus game. Gets the hat trick, and he gets to 30, and he think, oh, man, this journey that Brock Besser has been on from his rookie season, injuries, and all this sort of thing, to finally get to 30, right? It's 29, it's 26, it's 23, makes a declaration last year only with 18, and it just never felt like it was going to push past. And on a season when you know guys are breaking career highs, he, he breaks the goal career high for himself. He hasn't broken his points career high just yet. You know, he, he's got 56 in his bag. He's at 54 right now. And he's going to pass it at some point, obviously. But right now, it, it's, it's you know, the last 11 games, Brock Besser has only scored in one of those games. It was a hat trick. But in the past 11 games, he's only scored in one of those games. That, that That's a fact you can't really overcome. And when we're looking at the top six, you know, so much of the praise has gone to the third line, and rightfully so. But the focus, you know, Elias Pettersson, as far as struggles in the top six, has taken on a lot of the focus. Elias Lindholm, the trade happens. And there's, all right, how is this going to work? What's what's the functionality of this? And Brock Besser has not really had the production to to, to merit missing out on any of the criticisms right mm-hmm. now. I feel like he's just flown under the radar mm-hmm. a little bit. And I think part of it was getting to the finish line of 30 goals, but the, that's right. that's the personal finish line. Yeah, the, that's, the finish line for the team is different here. 
a lot of things have been happening with this team. Like you said, the praise of the third line, which is completely oh, warranted. Yeah. And like granted, you know, there was a huge trade for Lindholm and a lot of there was all star break, five all stars, then six. A lot of things had happened. And I think Besser has just kind of slid under the radar. But I wanna I raised the point with you in the bullpen. I, you know, we talk about this guy as someone who's maybe a bit streaky. Mm-hmm. He can score. We know he can score, but can he score consistently? And if he goes five or six or seven games without scoring, one game in the last 11, like you said, where he has scored, you know, what does that look like in a playoff series if Besser goes an entire series without scoring? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Canucks win a series. Now, you're, you're playing the best teams in the league. I mm-hmm. don't know if the Canucks win a series if Besser doesn't score once. Now, March or so last year won the Conn Smythe, mm-hmm. didn't score in the first round. But a lot of people around. There, there, there's Eichel, there's Stone, right. there's uh, and, and the Canucks Stevenson. have weapons too. Yeah. Are they the same caliber of weapons? I don't know. M- maybe that's up for debate. But as somebody who is a fixture in the top six, power play one, and we're sitting here like, hey, maybe we could see a series where Besser doesn't score. That That's a bit frightening. Power play right now. 0 for 13 in the last four, right? Ice cold. Who who features on that power play, right? Like he's he's one of the guys and you know leading the team in power play goals as well. That's a, a requirement. So just, just things that you're looking out for tonight, as far as where the pressure is, where the focus is going to be uh, on tonight. Certainly, uh, Brock Besser going to be one for me. Who for you? Text in six fifty six fifty. Uh, this will be a monthly point night for Pedersen, unsigned text here. Detroit small, non-physical, pads his point for that jackpot contract. Uh, this one, uh, Nux fan man, since we're on the topic, Brock Besser and his three goals last 11 games. I'm curious how many he's had called off in that span. Yeah, look, look there's a couple, you know, from JT Miller, absolutely, uh, that, that partially his responsibility. Um, but... End of the you day, overcome right. Like, End of the day, you get the job done. Yeah, it's the, the other opportunities are going to be right. Need to be there for you, and right now they they just haven't been there in the last handful of games uh, for Brock Besser. Six fifty, six fifty. Before we get our good friend Ken Priestley on from Dunbar Lumber. Uh, Besser hasn't been a defensive liability. This is from Leaf Hater Steve. That helps him get under the radar. Certainly, right? Like certainly, you know, the, the totality of Rock Besser's games is, is certainly a positive. But we've been down this road before. Like even when he's been doing all these things that, you know, that have been mentioned. You know, his wall play, defensively responsible, all those elements. People want to see the goals and. When you are this team's lead, team leader in goals, and you were flirting with the league lead for a while. One game in which you lit the lamp is uh, hard to see. And that is going to have to improve from Brock Besser here moving forward with a chance to do it on home ice where, you know, traditionally his his home splits are significantly better than his road splits. Even uh, this year, uh, I think it's uh, in the 24 games. So I'm just bringing it up here. 30 points in 24 games on home ice. And then it's the inverse on the road with 30 games on the road and 24 points uh, away from home. So back on home ice, Brock Besser with a chance for some home cooking. Uh, but let's uh, talk to our good friend, our Mr. Fix-It from Dunbar Lumber with three stores to serve you. Two-time cup champion, former NHLer, Ken Priestley joining us now. Ken, how are you? 
Doing great, Beck. Yourself? Oh, excellent. Game day. Uh, things are always fun on a game day. Yeah, uh, they always are. Uh, around these parts. Uh, we were touching on it here just, uh, just as you're joining us. Uh, he, he hit the 30 mark, and it's it's a fantastic season for Brock and something, obviously, that's been a personal goal for him, something fans have really wanted for him as well. And, and there was talk of you know, him flirting with the, the goal-scoring lead, but it's, it's one game in which he scored in the past 11 – Streaks happen, obviously, Ken. But are, are you noticing anything different in his game? I, I I don't think so. I think he's just the bounces aren't quite going his way. I mean, he's had a lot of he has had some opportunities. Um, they just haven't they just haven't gone his way. I mean, he's um, Brock's always been a streaky guy. Uh, he he can miss some games uh, and and not get goals for you, but uh, he's still getting chances. Um, the line isn't quite as uh, as dominating as it has been uh, earlier on, but they're still contributing. They're still having fantastic, uh, fantastic games. It just just maybe the goal scoring part of things hasn't uh, hasn't happened as as frequently as it was at the beginning of the season. You know what's funny is is like intellectually, we we all know that like streaks happen, right? And and more though more than anyone like hockey players know that streaks happen you're going to hit your highs you're going to hit your lows and then we always talk about hey just low on confidence but if you know that like hey streaks happen you're going to work yourselves out why does the confidence slide i don't know if it's, i don't know if it's confidence I, I really don't i think it's just uh you know brock's a brock's a goal scorer he 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 will he will definitely get you more hopefully than than not um, he started out this way in his career, and uh, and this year is definitely a bounce back year. He's had, uh, you know, he's had games where he's had multiple goals several different times. Um, it, it's goal scores are, are funny sometimes. Sometimes they just don't go in, and you have no idea why they're not. You just they're just not getting that luck. But uh, I think what they're probably more would be more worried about is if he wasn't getting chances. He's getting chances in the slot. They're just not. Uh, they're just not going in. The power play is not quite as hot as it was, and and he's not getting his looks. But uh, it, it will happen. I mean, they they're constantly trying to figure out uh, ways to to get each other going, and, and it's only a matter of time. You never want to see injuries happen, but uh, Joshua slides out of the lineup, and you know injuries do open up opportunities. Ilya Mikheyev, you know, I, I think by and large his game is mostly understated. It's working hard, it's being responsible defensively, and he gets this opportunity here today. And yet, I do feel like there's this demand of matching the production of what we've seen from the third line as as he gets his chance today. Yeah, that, I think that's going to be hard because I think. Uh... I think the that line, uh, uh, you know, Bluger, Garland, and uh, and Dakota Joshua. I mean, it's been so fantastic all year long that uh, I don't know what you can do to or who you can put in to replace that Joshua. I mean, he's been they've been so good. Um, but I think if you know if there's anybody in there that can that can match the skating ability, Mikheyev can do that. He's got some upside on the goal scoring part. He just hasn't uh, had that sort of Maybe he hasn't been given the opportunity to show that and been put in offensive situations, but uh, mostly defensive side out of the game. But you know what? It's his chance. Um, if, if he wants to, uh, to 
to make a statement that this I am good enough to play at this level uh, in the offensive mind, then um, then this is where this is where he gets his opportunity. And and if he doesn't, there's somebody else there. I'm sure in line that uh, is only chomping at it to get there. That third line in general, uh, Ken. It's the, the thing that you, you, right now I think most fans would feel most comfortable with outside of Hughes Hronik, uh, where it's, it's, you look at it and says, "Yep, it's, it, it makes sense. It's working. No sense in breaking that up." What a luxury to have that to solve, you know, lower down your lineup as, as a team is winning and still trying to work some things out in the top six, too. Oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's, uh, I think if you were to start the season and say that your third line is probably your most consistent in every factor of the game going, uh, especially this time of the year, and you have nothing to worry about for that, uh, for that third line, um, you'd scratch it off and say, yep, here we go. I'll take that. No problem. I mean, they have been, they have been a pleasure to watch from day one and they only look, they just look so cohesive. I mean, Garland gets hit and Joshua steps in right away. Like there was no hesitation. There was just, I'm there for you. Here we go. And that has shown that kind of camaraderie is shown in that line all, all season long. Getting through this stretch of the season as we're getting ready for the uh, trade deadline, getting ready for you know three weeks away, and you know something we've talked about as well is as as they had that success at the beginning of the year, it, you know it's kind of incumbent on Rick Tockett to try to find these you know micro goals in between and, and, and motivate these guys in between here. This stretch now from here to the deadline, uh, what do you look at, especially because they've been on the road so much and uh, how tough it's been? They they come in for two after a road trip, then they're out uh, right away for three more. Uh, what are you looking at as far as things? that can you know charge up the guys i you know what i think i I think it's not broke so don't you know you don't need to fix too much you need to tweak here and there obviously the management is is trying to find uh different ways to to make uh you know locker rooms and 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 uh a little bit more fun and 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 less intense uh the phil kessel Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) thing is 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 interesting right like it's um it's something that uh, maybe management thinks that is, is is lacking in the room, whether it's his play or is his character. Um, there's a lot of pressure coming on now, and uh, this time of year, where where you're getting right down to uh, obviously trade deadline, you're getting down to this is the team that's going to go into the playoffs. This is the team that we want to have go make a long run into the Stanley Cup. Like, what do we have to do? And and I think at the moment really nothing i mean it's it's a it's a good group it's a group that's got along uh all year long it's it's playing well if you can tweak it here and there if you can find little combinations that uh, if there are injuries you can put players in different situations and they'll fill in nicely i mean it's it's uh it's just one of those things you gotta you gotta find out what you can do in case of an emergency and uh with dakota joshua going down and mckayev going in there you're just trying to find out if this is a connection if this is a line that's going to work and if it doesn't somebody else will be put there there's a a chuckle that that, that i always have when whenever phil kessel's name is mentioned and it's just like he hasn't even signed yet and it, it, it's capturing the imaginations of fans right now and it just you like you bring his name up and people are like oh phil kessel and you just understand like yeah, as you mentioned, it, it, it keeps the room light, and it, it's just fun to have around. If if I took you back to your playing days, is there a teammate that you remember that just kind of embodied that kind of same energy as well? Well, I think when in, in Pittsburgh, Wendell Young was goalie. He was very much a. 
social coordinator, right? Like not only did he contribute on the ice, but he, he, he had things always lined up on the road, whether it was dinners or, or, sure. or just outings or whatever. He was always seemed to be that guy that uh, was, was getting things going for the team. And, and, and every, every successful team going forward, it can't always be pressure, pressure, pressure. There has to be a little bit of a, of a of a, a let loose type of thing where you can just hang out and 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 maybe watch some golf or go out for dinner or go play golf whatever it is just to take away yourself from the day in the you know the day in day out pressures of this game and um, you know going into the playoffs the way the Canucks are the year that they've had uh, knowing the fan base I think that I that I know uh, it's going to be an exciting time in the in the city. There's going to be all sorts of things to talk about, and there's going to have to be a release somewhere. And if that comes from a couple of players, then it, then that's great because uh, the team definitely has the ability to go on a long run. Everybody just crossing fingers that it's going to happen, and uh, sooner or later, uh, we're going to know who the playoff roster is and 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 if they're good enough. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, leading into tonight and uh, over the next couple of weeks. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Enjoy the game. Uh, that's Ken Priestley from Mr. Fix-It from Dunbar Lumber, two-time cup champion, former NHLer, joining us here on The People's Show. On the other side, some of your texts, and we'll talk to Kristen Shilton from ESPN. Uh, what's going on in Columbus and across the NHL here on the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650.